0: Hello all and welcome to episode one of the North Star podcast. It's great to have you with us. And today's episode is titled, Let's Set the Frame and Change the World. Sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of the North Star podcast. This is My North Star now. My North Star says there's an army of people around the world with the heart, mind, and grit to restore the integrity of business while reshaping their careers to have it all. Welcome to the North Star Podcast. My name is David Porter, the founder of the Glue Revolution, and every week this podcast is here to help you find your North Star and have it all. Let's get after it. Hello, folks, and welcome to Episode 1 of the North Star Podcast. My name is David Porter, the founder of the Glue Revolution, and it is a privilege and honor to have you here with us today for Episode 1, the inaugural episode of the North Star Podcast, which is designed to have a conversation with like-minded professionals who want to be super effective in their roles and at the same time have that success spill over into all parts of their lives. I've been a glue person for almost 30 years. And in the last 10 years, it's become clear to me that glue people are in a position where they need to have community, have conversation so that they can get stronger, so that we can get stronger and help business grow and reduce those breaches of trust that we see every day that we're gonna talk about later in the, in the episode today. So when I talk about glue, who am I talking about? When I'm talking about glue, I'm, I'm referencing the, the sports analogy of the glue guy or the glue gal on a team. They're the person that isn't the superstar. They aren't the person that scores all the points. They aren't the person that gets all the press, but they're the person that does all the things that the team needs to be successful. That's what glue is. Now the typical people that you're going to see in an organization that are going to be glue people are people like that are involved in quality, and safety, and security, and compliance, and risk, and finance, and HR. These are the people that don't always get the accolades of business, but they're the ones that help businesses do the things they need to do to be right. And sometimes that can be very difficult and that's what this podcast is all about we are going to be part of the conversation to reframe business and we're going to do it not by trying to change businesses themselves because i think for the last 30 years it's been very clear that we've tried and continue to try and governments continue to try to regulate businesses into acting correctly and while there may be some success in doing that the reality is Regulation doesn't make business do the right thing. The thing that makes business do the right thing is having people in place that help the business do the right thing. And so our focus in this podcast is not how can businesses be better. The focus in this podcast is how can we as glue professionals, as people that are charged in our jobs to help businesses do the right thing? How can we be better tooled? How can we have stronger mindsets and better skill sets so that we can connect with those people that are part of the business so that we can help them do the right thing at the right time in the right way every time. So this podcast is going to be interesting in the fact that it's going to be a weekly podcast that's going to follow through the four areas that a glue professional is going to have to be effective at in the first in the first week, after this week where we're going to frame the problem and understand what it is we're really trying to attack. Next week we'll begin with the idea of competence. Now, it is clear to me in my experience that people that work in the areas that I discussed, glue leaders, are often highly competent. But I think what the conversation we need to have uh, and we're going to have is this idea that the competence needs to be uh, broader than the specific competence of their area of expertise and we're going to talk about and frame out what that looks like in the area of competence. And we're going to talk about that in in week one of our four week cycle. In week two, we're going to move to the idea of connection. And when we talk about connection. It's really the art of gaining permission by the glue leader to connect with that operational leader that needs assistance that needs support to be able to not only fulfill the operational requirements of their job but the non-operational elements that really go to this idea of doing the right thing and so in week two we're going to talk about connection i call that the art of permission in week three we're going to move to Uh, from away from the idea of connection to the idea of conversation. And this is where we begin to utilize that art of permission to connect with the operational leader. And now we're going to move to the art of conversation. How do we, as a glue leader, frame our discussions with operators? in a way that helps them understand that we are there not to change their world but to help them be excellent. And so in week three of every cycle we're going to talk about ideas around conversation. How are we most effective when we communicate with those operational colleagues, those operational partners that we work with. And then in week four of every month we're going to talk about consequence. Because to be a great glue leader, we must help deliver consequence, which are results that matter. The things in a business that people look at and say, that matters because it supports and drives the organization doing the right thing at the right time in the right way. So our cycle is going to be really simple week one we're going to talk about competence week two we're going to talk about connection week three we'll talk about conversation and in week four we'll talk about consequence and then we're going to cycle right back to the top and go back to the idea of competence but before we get into any of that let's talk a little bit about the problem we face and the pain that that problem brings to glue leaders like you and me It was hot, not just a little bit hot. It was a lot hot. It was sultry hot, and there was no air conditioning. And the task at hand was significant. There were a huge group of men in a room making a decision around the idea of treason. Of course, I'm talking about July of 1776. Writing a letter to the King of England telling him that the colonies in America were no longer going to be part of England. And today, 230 plus years later, we look at that event and we romanticize it into something that it really wasn't. There was nothing romantic about what went on in that room in July of 1776. It was far from romantic. It was revolution. Because they believed and committed to see it through to the end To create the United States of America. And when we talk about revolution, what we're talking about is seeing a problem. And understanding that there are actions that need to be taken. So that we can live a better life. And that's really at its crux the problem this podcast is dealing with. There is a need around the world for a revolution in business. And that revolution is designed with the idea that we need to do the right thing all the time, and that business should be trustworthy in the things that we do and how we interact with consumers and other businesses. And so as we talk about this, I wanna share some, some background stories. And I'm going to start with a company that you may have heard of called Theranos. And I want to share with you about its founder, Elizabeth Holmes. Now, Elizabeth Holmes was a sophomore at Stanford University in 2003, when she went to a professor because she had an idea. And the idea was to create a technology that would allow for laboratory testing to be done for patients without the need for needles and taking blood from veins. And so if any of you have ever had your blood drawn, you know what we're talking about when we talk about a, it's called a vena puncture. And lots of people don't like having their blood drawn. And in fact, Elizabeth Holmes was afraid as a child of needles. And that was one of the catalysts for her coming up with this idea of being able to take blood from the finger through a finger stick process and using small amounts of blood to do testing. And so in 2003, she went to a professor at Stanford, and she convinced him of her passion and her idea to create this new testing technology. And she dropped out of Stanford as a sophomore to go pursue the creation of Theranos. Between 2003 and 2010, Ms. Holmes raised $45 million to support the building and the launch of Theranos. And in 2013, just 10 years after she dropped out of Stanford, she had a national partnership with Walgreens, the national pharmacy chain, to be able to embed her testing technology in their clinics. In 2014, again, just 11 years after leaving Stanford, her company was valued at $9 billion, having never earned any revenue at that point. In 2015, the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, approved the very first test for Theranos with their new technology. It was, in fact, the only test the FDA would ever approve for Theranos in its entire existence. And later in 2015, the Wall Street Journal began to write investigational articles about Theranos and whether or not Theranos and its technology were real. In January of 2016, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the regulator of laboratories, issued a letter saying that Theranos' laboratory operation placed patients in immediate jeopardy and immediately sought to revoke Theranos' laboratory license. And later that year in July, CMS, in fact, took away Theranos' license. Let's follow the timeline very quickly. 2003 Elizabeth Holmes leaves Stanford 2010 her she raises 45 million dollars for her business by 2016 the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid services are saying that her laboratory is running inappropriately notice that that is June of 2016 the very next month in July of 2016 her laboratory licenses are taken away and later in the month of July for the very first time Theranos hires executives in the areas of quality regulatory and compliance, despite the fact that they had been under investigation and been dealing with federal regulators for years. It wasn't until things were already done that Theranos decided it was necessary to bring people in in leadership roles, glue leadership roles, to try to write the ship for Theranos. As Paul Harvey would say, here's the rest of the story. Elizabeth Holmes has now been indicted on criminal charges. Uh, for wire fraud, all of the tests that Theranos performed over the life of the company have been canceled. The company has been debarred from owning or running a laboratory for two years. They've had to settle civil claims with the Securities and Exchange Commission, and just this week it was confirmed that Theranos is in fact being dissolved uh, and will be going and is going out of business. What a tragic story! And the interesting part about the tragic story is. It could have been avoided if we had been able to put the right people in the right place to help Elizabeth Holmes understand how to navigate and do the right thing at the right time. Now, some of you may say, well, that, that's a that's a one-off. That's an outlier. Well, it isn't an outlier. Volkswagen had its ex- ex-CEO charged with fraud in its diesel emissions scandal. Facebook, you've seen, obviously, Facebook has been dealing with issues around privacy. Kobe Steele had a CEO resign because of a quality scandal. And just in June of this year, 162 doctors were among 601 suspects charged in healthcare fraud totaling over a billion dollars. The breaches of trust are rampant across business and it is time for a revolution. Revolution indeed, but we need to step back from the idea of revolution. Revolutions are created by people, and we create revolution based upon our own personal story, and that's where we want to jump now, because the revolution of solving business for me really began back in 1989 when I was in law school at Notre Dame, and it was March of that year, and I had spent my day at the Hesburgh Library. And any of you that have watched Notre Dame football on a Saturday, you will have seen an image of Touchdown Jesus. And Touchdown Jesus, while everyone thinks is simply a picture, it is actually a mosaic on a building. And that building is the Hesburgh Library on the main campus at Notre Dame. And in March, and in fact, March 16th of 1989, I was in that library and I was doing research. And I'd been there all day. And I got back to my dorm room about 11 o'clock at night. And 11 o'clock at night, my phone was ringing as I was trying to unlock my dorm room door. My phone doesn't normally ring at 11 o'clock at night. And I got through the door and the phone was still ringing. And I picked it up and it was my brother, my older brother. And my older brother doesn't call me. And let alone, he does not call me at 11 o'clock at night. And in the next three minutes, I learned that my mom had died and this is probably a story that would resonate with a number of people losing a parent is something that is a normal cycle of life Uh, in my case however it was not entirely normal my mom was 55 years old she did not show any significant signs of health deterioration and she was in short my best friend and at the time law school was the thing she and I did and It was at that moment that really the glue revolution began because it was in that moment that I really lost the underpinnings of me being a lawyer. Fast forward, I graduate from law school and I began working at a large national law firm in Kansas City. And it was my belief that having gone to school to become a lawyer, that it was really in my heart to try to help businesses do better. What I discovered was that was not exactly the relationship that was created between a lawyer and a client. I was more of a hired gun and in fact uh, my desire to be more preventive, to be more uh, in front of and proactive, to help my clients avoid problems rather than just fix problems largely fell on deaf ears. And so for 10 years I spent time in private practice and then I decided that perhaps it would be better for me to move to an in-house position which I did and spent about 10 years there and then I decided to transition to compliance as well as coaching and consulting it was about four years ago that I came to the realization that perhaps it was not the companies that we needed to reframe the professionals that try to help companies do the right thing as the way to have revolution and what I discovered and what I have discovered over the last 28 years is the fact that when my clients didn't do the right thing I took it very personally because I was the one that was charged with trying to help them do the right thing and it was an incredibly negative experience and it caused me To not only feel unfulfilled and ineffective in my professional world, it caused the same things across other dimensions of my life, including my spiritual life, including my family life, and that's really where the glue revolution began to come into focus. Because not only is there a revolution that needs to happen in business so that we can help them do the right thing in the right way at the right time, there's a revolution that needs to happen with people who are charged with the difficult task, not of standing in the way of operations, but of standing in the gap of being the people that stand for the things that matter in an organization so that they can have a more fulfilled professional life, which will then bleed over into the other areas of their life, and they can, in short, have it all. And what I began to frame up was the process by which we could become the glue that holds businesses together. So I can hear many of you, as you listen to this podcast, thinking to yourself, David, you're nuts. And frankly, I completely get it. I totally understand that you may be listening to this idea of business revolution coupled with individual revolution and think that this is the craziest thing you've ever heard. And the short answer to your view is you could be right. My experience, however, over the last four years is that you aren't. And the reason that I know you're not correct is because... I've looked at my own life, I've looked at my own career, and I've reframed how I do business. And as I've reframed the way I do business, I've developed the glue revolution system. And the glue revolution system are the four topics that we've talked about today. The idea of competence. We all have to have superior competence in our areas of expertise as well as competence beyond that to make us team players in our businesses. To be able to have connection, which allows us to be part of the team. Beyond simply having the expertise, we have to have the capacity to be standing side by side. Perhaps think of it this way sitting on a park bench, talking with someone at a level that they understand we're with them, we are their allies. We have to move into conversation, which means we have to speak their language. We can't talk about the things that we're charged to do as though they are separate from the overall success of the organization. And ultimately, we have to buy into consequence, meaning that we have to buy into the results of the organization and that we are vitally necessary to be part of that success. Think about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. What if she would have had somebody who could have sat with her, who could have spoken with her, who would have been connected to her, and would have been able to say with truth and with strength, Elizabeth, your technology doesn't work today, and what you're saying in the marketplace is going to be a problem. Now, if someone had simply said that with no relationship or connection with her, they would have, it would have been impossible for them to be successful in keeping Theranos from being where it is today. Which is why the path to being a glue leader is one that is far broader than most people believe. Now, let's talk for just a second about this idea of having it all. Our business success, how we feel about what it is we do, how successful we feel internally about the work that we do as a producer is part of who we believe we are in every other dimension of our life if you have ever gone home from work and been tired and angry and snapped at your spouse or snapped at your kids or snapped at the dog or snapped at the cat then you have had your business life bleed over into another dimension of your life that's what I mean by having it all having it all means that we can have the right mindset to frame our business in a way that is success oriented and we can bring that success to our families to our spouses to our spiritual life to every dimension of our life that we hold dear And that's what this podcast is all about. This podcast is about a conversation where we're going to traverse all of those dimensions. And we're going to grow together to make all of us stronger so that we can help businesses do what's right and we can have it all. And so there you have it. That's the path. That This podcast will walk. We are going to create revolution by growing an army of people who are committed to helping businesses do what's right and in the process have it all themselves. We are just getting the conversation started and I look forward to spending more time with you on the North Star podcast. We'll see you next week when we start the conversation of competence. Thanks for listening to today's episode. This podcast is free for anybody that wants to listen. And so I just ask for two things. One, subscribe and leave a review about the podcast on the platform of your choice. And two, if this podcast resonates with you, share it with others so that they have it for their use. You also have an opportunity to connect with like-minded professionals in the Glue Revolution private group on Facebook to join Go to www.theglurevolution.com. Join the conversation to reframe how companies address risk and do what is right while we build a space to have it all. Again, join us at www.theglurevolution.com And join us next week as we continue our conversation. Until then, connect, don't correct, and stick to the North Star.